2: Good evening, Planeteers, and welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. The World. I am your hero, as always, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our first weekend of June. We made it this far, guys. Good job. And at the urging of my imaginary psychiatrist, I will not be talking about politics on this show today. I was told that if I talk about politics again, my arteries will actually jump out of my skin, and strangle me, which might be a scene from a Cronenberg movie, I'm not sure, but I know that that would be real bad news bears for me in the long term, so I'm going to hold off on the political content for another few weeks, barring any other major blow-up, which we can never truly rule out, but hey, such is the zest of life, am I right? In the meantime, let me tell you all about my journey to Denver Pop Culture Con which was my fun little adventure of the last week. And I definitely recommend going to a big convention to anyone who feels like they just need to dive into a pile of 10,000 sweaty cosplayers because that was an experience that I didn't know I needed in my life until I was submersed into it. And so I feel like I don't need to go to Burning Man anymore after going to Pop Culture Con And stuff like that always strikes me, uh, especially seeing the scale of it, especially like, you know, for me, I've I've grown up in the suburbs of the Midwest, and then I lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm not used to big groupings of people. I'm still a country mouse by genetics. And so walking into the Colorado Convention Hall and seeing I'm just spitballing here like 50,000 people teaming around the place and everyone's in colorful costumes and stuff. It was certainly a little bit of a shock to me. But after that kind of wore out and the kind of like ant mentality boiled down, which was hard to do with the walking corridors and stuff like that, which got very chaotic. And I don't know about you guys, but when I go to conventions and groupings of large people, my concert instincts kick in. So I have to really subvert the urge to just start throwing elbows and, fists wherever I go and I did a very good job of controlling myself I think based purely off the empirical evidence of me not being thrown out which I think that the only difficulty I really had with that was at one point I saw someone cosplaying as a putty like a putty from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and my little kid instincts nearly jumped in and caused me to punch them in the chest causing them to fly apart and go back to space where they belong but I did not do that and so imaginary psychiatrist I feel like I got over a major hurdle that day at pop culture con and the cosplays were out of control like when I went to podcon in Seattle I was you know I I encountered a lot of serious cosplays But, you know, this is a lot of stuff that's kind of based in like podcasting RPG Dungeons and Dragons universe. And so basically what that meant was it was a lot of characters from the Adventure Zone or, you know, podcasts like that. And so, you know, you were only expecting to see like a dozen different characters or people represented, but... Holy shit on a shit sandwich, Christopher Columbus. There were so many franchises, so many characters, so many universes, so many different crossover events. It would have made your head explode at Pop Culture Con. I walked past an Adams family who was posing next to, like, I think an eight foot tall Kratos. And I imagine that he beefed up that much for the role. There was a Jurassic Park family, like a like a 10 foot tall T-Rex accompanying like Laura Dern and all those. And it was just out of control. I realize that going into the next pop culture con, I have to rise to the occasion and I need to take part in the cosplaying as well. So I have a year, I have a year to figure out what I'm going to cosplay as. And I promise that I will keep all of you updated on my progress, but God damn it, guys, I saw a bar that I absolutely have to cartwheel over when I was at Pop Culture Con, and goddamn it, if I'm not going to do it, I'm not really sure what I want to cosplay as. I don't want to go with anything too. In the main, obviously, when you see like 20 different Deadpools, you realize that there is a certain, you know, exhaustion of pop culture that you can get into. So I want to go with something a little obscure. I was thinking maybe the Chosen One from from Kung Pao. But, you know, that's just my, my gut check. Also, the Cloverfield monster, I think, would be super dope. Or, you know, any monster in general. But we'll get into that in the next segment. Another thing that I really wasn't expecting... At Pop Culture Con, was all of the furries that were patrolling around. And let me begin by saying that I am absolutely not about to dunk on furries. I absolutely admire them and them chasing their bliss. If anything, I think that we need more furry visibility in society just to see how stodgy culture reacts to that. But that's just the prankster and me speaking out. But one of my favorite games to play when I was at.
0: Pop Culture Con
2: was Cosplayer Furry, and the furry to cosplay ratio was actually very, very high. And if you cannot tell the difference between a furry and a cosplay at this point, I am sorry, my brother, but you need to get out more. And that's just a 21st century pro tip from me, your hero. But all in all, I really, really enjoyed Pop Culture Con. Uh, I will absolutely go next year. Um, and I definitely recommend that you do as well or go to any major convention, but make sure that you do so with a big, hefty reserve of cash in your pocket. Because I had that feeling walking around Pop Culture Con that I had one other time uh, when I was in Vegas. <laughs> I felt. Like I was getting like 25% of the experience that you're supposed to get, you know, when you're fully financially leveled up. And, you know, it was like 70 bucks a pop to get there. And I feel like, you know, for that amount, at the very least, I should be able to high five Batista on the way into the building. Like we don't need to say any words, no pictures, no eye contact, nothing. It could even be his hand through a curtain. It doesn't even need to be his hand, but just give me that carney shit, you know? I want to get my 70 dollars worth out of this. And if it means fake Batista's hand coming through and high-fiving me and maybe giving me like a plastic sword that lights up or something, then so be it. But you know, let's sweeten the pot a little bit next time. Or hey, maybe I'll win the lottery or maybe we'll get that big, fat, awesome benefactor that we've always wanted on our Patreon, which, by the way, you guys should totally check out, but I'm going to leave that bit for after the show. Anyway, why'd y'all tune in? Oh, yeah, that's right, tunes. I got some great tunes for you guys today. Speaking of money, this track is called Currency. It features U.S. girls, and it's by the band Absolutely Free, and that is going to be our first song of our rotation today. Absolutely Free featuring... U.S. girls and their song, Currency. Welcome back to Corbin Vs. The World. You just got done hearing Currency by Absolutely Free featuring U.S. Girls. Next we heard Might Be Right by White Reaper. That is a new single from them, hopefully off a new album that'll be coming out very soon. They're also coming through Colorado on tour. They're playing at the Larimer Lounge in a couple months. And finally, we had Woos, capital letters, Woos, with I'll Have What She's Having. So, speaking of pop culture, I also, this week, immersed myself in my favorite form of pop culture. Not pro wrestling, surprisingly, but Godzilla movies. I finally got to see Godzilla King of the Monsters in the cinema. I was very, very happy, entertained, and titillated. And it measured up to all of my hopes and dreams of seeing four massive monsters from my childhood, beating the holy shit out of each other. And also there were humans there, but as a general rule, I learned to tune the humans out of Godzilla movies, and by extension, most giant monster movies. I learned to tune those out at a very young age because I was a Godzilla fanatic when I was younger. When I went to Blockbuster with my family, I think 50% of the movies that I rented were probably... Godzilla titles, and so I've seen all of the old school Godzilla's. I know all of the monsters of the week by heart. Godzilla is very near and dear to my heart, and the franchise can literally do no wrong in my eyes. I still came back after the 98 terrible Matthew Broderick shitathon. There was the 2014 movie, which was a valiant attempt. But I'm still very, very goddamn bitter about the fact that it did not give me the Heisenberg versus Godzilla showdown that I wanted. I'm pissed off that it made me follow Brian Cranston's ass and then collapsed a building on him. And then they make us follow Kick-Ass around. And then you realize by the end of the movie, shit, I just watched a movie starring the guy who played Kick-Ass and also Godzilla was there. But I still forgave the 2014 movie in time to go see king of the monsters and it definitely delivered don't get the critics words twisted number one Never listen to critics in general because they're not you and you are the ultimate judge and you like big monsters beating the shit out of each other. I know this because you are a human goddamn being just like me and you have the same primal impulses and Godzilla King of the Monsters gives us everything that we've ever wanted or at least I've ever wanted. Well, I realize I'm not going to get everything I've wanted, but my ideal Godzilla monster movie is about 117 minutes of just monster beating up monster, laying devastation to a different city every 15 minutes, and then just three minutes of humans saying, hey, there's another monster coming. Hey, go look at this fight. That is my idea of a monster movie, but I realize that the budget for that does not exist at this current time, uh, unless you tune in for my secret Patreon that Noco FM doesn't know about to fund my Super Godzilla movie, but I'll tell you about that later. But seriously, if you haven't already, go out and see Godzilla King of the Monsters, if only so that it does a good enough box office so that they can justify making a Godzilla versus Gigan adaptation. And then at that point, I'm just done watching movies because all of my dreams have come true. And it is a really good time. Vera Farmiga and uh, Ken Watanabe do most of the heavy lifting, and they kill it in their roles. The the writing isn't great. It's your standard, you know, Hollywood blockbuster shit. But, you know, again, that's supposed to take a backseat to the monster spectacle, etc. You know how I feel about this. But the actors do a valiant effort. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown does a great job of saying shit a couple times. Sally Hawkins doesn't have sex with any of the monsters. Spoiler alert. Uh, so I feel like her character went a little bit unfulfilled. But otherwise, it's a rip rollicking good time. Go check out Godzilla King of the Monsters. And also, let's listen to some more tunes. This is Hayden Thorpe. He has a solo album that just came out and he was the singer for Wild Beasts. Very, very good group out of the UK that I believe I have played on the show previously. But he's got a lovely, lovely left of center voice. And this is his next song, Diviner, coming up.
0: bitches tried to flex and now they trying to get choked A lot of niggas shoutin' awful. when did you join? You been fucking up the whole time but swear you won't point Sometimes the girl of your dreams need to stay in your dreams You can fuck with the team but don't fuck on the team I know a lot of niggas hate me in the depths of they saw. Started out as young, hot, turning into cold. While my heart's so cold, Why? yeah while my wrist don't froze. Cold, yeah. 2 p.m. in L.A. My girl ain't Shout got on no clothes. clothes. Yeah, shouting, nigga, we, we made it. it. All my chains on, while these, these niggas is hating. Um, um, I should stop asking people for assistance. Yeah. I don't like to get caught up in commitments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should stop asking yeah. these hoes for forgiveness. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, she think it's unfinished business. Yeah. it's your boy priest d d for daddy aka slim and sexy aka double slim sexy Celine dion or you can just call me pwt pretty white teeth
1: this is your boy dr <laughs> ij
0: what's up everybody this is your girl tiff and we are two dudes in the chick and we are so excited to be part of this no-co family i'm excited super excited and so excited to welcome you guys into our conversation. Y'all can tune in every Sunday at seven o'clock. Listen, learn, get some of this little. Make sure you say mountain time so the people know. Oh yeah, seven Mount... o'clock, hey. mountain time. Yeah, we in Cali, we, we got that Pacific time. So turn in on mountain time, seven o'clock, and um, enjoy us, man. Y'all gonna y'all gonna really love us.
2: Welcome back to Corbin versus The World. You just got done hearing Diviner by Hayden Thorpe. Go listen to his new album. Followed up, we had Faye Webster and her song with Father. That was their song, Flowers. Go check out Faye Webster's new album, Atlanta Millionaires Club. And finally, we had World Champion out of Australia and their song Skyline. So I want to take this moment to dedicate this episode to the memory of iTunes, seeing as how Apple has finally made the decision to take Old Yeller behind the woodshed and finally be done with the darn thing. And it is a bittersweet moment, and I hope that we can all remember iTunes very much like we remember Marlon Brando as the fit, lean, revolutionizing icon and not the fat, bloated mess that it would later become. No offense to Marlon Brando's later work. Plenty of offense meant to the horrendous mess that they let iTunes get to in its latter years. And so, like I said though, it is a little bittersweet. I remember, I think I got iTunes when I was like 13 years old and the first song I ever got on it was Outcasts' Hey Ya. And I definitely would have gotten a different song if I knew that they were gonna play that song everywhere, every time for like three years straight. But that was the first song I ever got. And a lot of the bands that I first got on iTunes, uh, are still with me today. I remember I got my first friends Ferdinand tracks off there, Modest Mouse. <laughs> I remember I downloaded, I think, White Lines by Grandmaster Flash. And I have no idea what in God's name inspired me to do that. I think it was catchy as hell. I definitely had no idea what it was about at the time. Uh, but a lot of youthful memories with iTunes and just the, you know, the way that it revolutionized everything and kicked down the door of the digital revolution and kind of bridged our way into the streaming mp3 universe and so you know we're definitely not in a perfect system uh, for artists uh, but we're definitely in a better room for consumers now so you know capitalism has done a little bit of the work but hopefully we can take it a little bit of the way further But iTunes is definitely going to be missed in its own way. Rest in peace, iTunes. And when you go about your cavorting activities over the weekend, be sure to pour out a 40 for our boy iTunes and its memory. And hopefully Apple will follow through and not make anything super Apple-y with their next music app. But hey, who knows? Anyway, I just wanted to get a brief eulogy in for sentimental points. Here's more tunes. This is Cock Matafaka and their song, Runaway Girl, and yeah, that's absolutely their name.
3: You were just waking up. I had a second. I had to wait. Here comes the light shining in. Still I can't see your face.
4: An exploration of the sights and sounds that make Colorado unique, from exclusive spotlight interviews with local musicians, artists, and creators, to curated playlists that showcase the diverse sound of the Colorado music scene. Colorado Radio plugs you into the best that our home state has to offer. Listen to Colorado Radio anytime on demand at noco.fm, the Noco FM mobile app, or wherever you find your podcasts.
2: Welcome back to Corbin vs. The World. You just got done hearing Runaway Girl by Kak Matafaka. They are out of Sweden, so I hope I am pronouncing their name correctly, and if not, well, shit, guys. Uh, Followed up, we had Young Republicans by Lower Dens, and they won't play that song on traditional radio because they say it's too controversial, but we'll play it here because we're a whole bunch of edgelords over here. And finally, we have Steph Shura and her song Sweet Sweet Midnight, which was a collaborative song that she did with Car Seat Headrest, which you can tell by that warbling makes Connor Ober sound like fucking Pavarotti voice that he has. But seriously, shouts out Car Seat Headrest. We are just wrapping up this episode of Corbin versus The World. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Be sure to tune in for next week's episode and all other future episodes. We've got a whole bunch of cool content over at Noco FM, our lovely station we just had our interview, or rather my interview, I guess, with the band Altus out of Denver. They have a album release show at Rhinoceropolis on Saturday that you should definitely check out if you are free. I have an interview with them up on our first episode of Caller Radio, where they are talking about their new album and coming up in the Denver music scene and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, be sure to check out our Patreon, check out all of our lovely perks. You can get a song that I will dedicate to you or you can dedicate on this song for $2 a month less than you pay for parking, you Denverites. You can dedicate a song on this show and I will absolutely play it and compliment it with two songs of my choosing We don't have any of those songs lined up for today because I had to clear the room for some fucking Black Mountain. Because every once in a while, guys, you just need to listen to something that shreds. And on a scale of one to Steppenwolf, Black Mountain's new album is so, so high up there. Uh, So we are going to close out with some rip rollicking riffs. This is Black Mountain's. License to drive. My name is Corbin David Alba. You listen to Corbin vs. the World. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you next week. Enjoy the shredathon and don't drive too fast, friends. Appreciate you.